The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And again, thank you so much for the responses and feedback that we are getting from our audience. We are seeing you all not just interact with us, but we're seeing you sign up, which is fantastic for our CPMAI certification, the methodology that helps you do AI right. And now the new enhancement, the plus E, which is the ethical and responsible AI framework development for those of you that want to keep your organizations out of trouble. (laughs) <laughs> direct trouble. You don't want to be causing harm, right? You know, those three laws of robotics from Isaac Asimov do no harm. Well, they did. They weren't specific because it didn't say anything about deep fakes, didn't say anything about racist chatbots, and it didn't say anything about bad facial recognition, not to mention robots falling down escalators and wiping people out. These things were not in the uh, Newton's, uh, not, not Newton's, sorry, Isaac Asimov, the different Isaac, uh, uh, Asimov's uh, laws of robotics. So, um, that's part of why we we have realized that there needs to be more education and training and certification. You want people to have something that tells their employers and other employers that they know how to do things right. That's a portable certification that they take with them, that you take with yourselves as you're moving from organization to say, I have learned how to do this and I can do this for you too. And don't just look at my experience, and maybe I've made something up about ethical AI. No, there's a third-party organization that has put together a very credible uh, method for running ethical and responsible AI systems. It's, of course, Cognolytica and RCPMAI plus E. So what we've been doing in these podcasts, uh, in this series, Ethical and Responsible AI series, is sharing some of the insights from our training and certification on this topic. And uh, well, we'll be spending some time on this one talking a little bit about what we just mentioned, some of these issues of AI safety and security. Exactly. And so, you know, we thought that it was important. Folks that are CPMAI certified have been coming to us and saying, you know, my organization wants to you know, we're we're really investing in AI. We'd like to do more with this, but we want to make sure we're building things ethically and responsibly. And I want to make sure I understand what it is that I need to be focusing on and addressing so that, you know, I can help put this into practice. We can build the framework that's necessary to move forward. And organizations that we work with have said the same thing. That's why we came out and released CPMAI plus E so that everybody can benefit from what it is that we've been doing. This is going to be a series of podcasts, so if you have not already done so, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so that you can get notified of all future episodes, and you will get notified of all of the different areas that we focus on, and we'll dig into this topic more. Now, it's important to note that what we will be sharing is a snippet of this training and certification. So, you know, we encourage you to listen to it. We encourage you to, to listen to upcoming episodes. But it, if you really do want to get the knowledge that you need to move forward, you should sign up for CPMAI plus E training and certification. I will link to that in the show notes. So you can go onto our website. You can purchase directly on our website as well. But with this, today's episode and the snippet that we're going to be talking about is AI safety and security, the different areas that you need to focus on, why it's so important, and you know, really make sure you're focusing on AI safety and security when you're building out that ethical and responsible AI. So we also want to make sure that we are taking safety and reliability into consideration. 
AI systems should be built with safety in mind. And, you know, we don't want to endanger humans. We had talked about the, uh, you know, laws of robots and that they should not be injuring humans. We want to make sure that all of our AI systems are not injuring or endangering human lives in any way, whether this is through neglect or carelessness, or you just quite frankly, weren't thinking about the consequences. So we want to make sure that we're addressing reliability throughout their life cycle. These AI systems should reliably operate in accordance with their intended purpose. And you need to make sure that you're constantly monitoring this and evaluating this. And if it is no longer reliable, you need to know what to do, uh, whether that's retrain these systems, whether that's stop using these systems, whatever it is, you need to make sure that you have a framework in place to address that. And then safety as well. We want to make sure that these AI systems are not harming humans in any sort of, uh, you know, bad way, whether it was intentional or unintentional. And we want to make sure that we have a fallback plan in place in case something comes out of those acceptable boundaries that we have set up. So over on the right, you'll see that there is a robot that is trying to go down an escalator and it got wobbly and actually fell down the escalator and injured the humans that were at the bottom of the escalator. Now, clearly this was not you know, the intended purpose of what this robot was supposed to be doing, but people had not thought through, okay, maybe the robot shouldn't get on an escalator. And somehow it did. And we never tested that. And it wasn't able to stay up straight and now has injured people. So they were not taking safety into consideration. And then also Uber, they had an autonomous vehicle and it caused a fatal crash in uh, in America. And basically it just, the, what it, uh, US investigators found was it had safety flaws. That's a major issue. This was out on the road. It was an autonomous system and it had safety issues and was still able to operate. So they clearly did not take safety into consideration. When we're building these systems, there's a number of questions. And when we're when we're coming up with our framework, there's a number of questions that we need to make sure that we're addressing. Yeah. An interesting thing about the case of the, the Uber fatality is that there was a human operator in the vehicle that was supposed to be that was their fallback, you know, because they you could say, well, Uber did think about the fallback because we said about safety. It's like, well, if you ever have a system that's going to interact in close proximity with humans, you really do need to make sure it's going to be safe, and especially if you're in a moving vehicle that can really cause some harm. So they might have said, well, the, the the human operator was the fallback. You know, they were supposed to be the ones keeping an eye on the road. But like they never asked the question like, well, but what if the human operator is not paying attention <laughs> or what if the human operator doesn't have time to respond? Right. Uh, it turns out the human operator in the, in the Uber vehicle was not paying attention. And we actually have a whole podcast about this from AI today where we talk about, well, who was liable? You know, is the Uber liable? Was the human operator liable? Was the pedestrian liable? Was the technology liable? It turns out it's a pretty complicated mess. Well, you, well, you, well it, it's better to avoid that mess in the first place than try to untangle it. So what you need to do when you're in consideration, you might be thinking, oh, I'm just building like a simple, you know, shelf scanning bot. What's the worst that can happen? It's like, well, uh, it, could it go down the stairs you know, by accident? Would it have been, would the better fallback have been to put maybe some poles in front of the escalator if you don't want the robot to go down the escalator? And if you really do want the robot to go down the escalator, what could go wrong? You know, you can ask, ask that question, right? So you should, you should ask, what are the key failure modes for this specific project? And what could happen even in the worst case? It's like, just think about like the total worst case. What's, what's the absolute worst that can happen, right? How will you provide safeguards to minimize those risks of any 
failure modes. What human oversight, right, and accountability will there be for safety and reliability issues? Well, there'll be somebody who will at the end have the responsibility to be like, if anything goes wrong, I'm responsible, right? What legal compliance risk and insurance requirements are there for the project? This is a good place to think about that. You know, what could go wrong? Well, a lot can go wrong, right? Yeah. Will you set up some sort of ombudsman or some organization or some group that will allow customers or third parties to report safety or reliability issues? So even if something hasn't gone wrong, are you going to say, oh, we will have a, something could go wrong rather than waiting for something to go wrong? And wait, even, even you as a customer, waiting rather than waiting for something bad to happen to you, if you think something could potentially bad happen. We have a reporting organization where you can submit your concerns and say, I'm afraid that this robot, it didn't go down the escalator yet, but I've been watching your robot. It's been getting pretty close to the escalator. One day that robot will do something bad. If you know, you could have said, even in that situation, they, if they had a reliable organization, ombudsman or something that was listening, they could have addressed that problem even earlier. And the same thing, you know, what will be your process for disabling or shutting down AI projects that have reliability or safety issues? It's like if, if this is a problem that's ongoing, what, what is your approach to, to taking the reins of that? So these are things that you can do in your framework. Once again, you may not have answers to everything. They may not be great answers, but at least you will have thought and considered them and put them in your framework and you will have something that your customers and people can trust, which is what this is all about. So in addition to safety, we also need to talk about AI system security and make sure that we're addressing that in our framework. And there's a few different areas that we need to focus on when it comes to security. So first is our risk to training data. I mean, we talk about how data is the heart of AI. We use data to train systems. And so we want to make sure that the data that we use, uh, you know, we trust and also how where do we need to pay attention if there's corrupting training data because that can introduce vulnerabilities and also what existing vulnerabilities do we have in our training data? Now, sometimes this isn't always easy to spot, but this is why you need to make sure that you have something in place so that when you do find this, you know how to handle this situation. And then in addition to the risk of training data, we have risks to inference data as well. So, you know, once we have our AI systems in place and it's out in the real world, uh, how is, you know, real world data corrupted so that people can take advantage of these vulnerabilities if they found them and also adversarial attacks as well. We need to make sure that we understand this is a real risk and understand what to do about it. So over on the right-hand side of the screen, we have a few images. So the first one is the an image of a turtle. And to the human eye, you know, you turn it in every which way, it looks like a turtle to me. But it's being classified as a rifle from every single angle. There clearly was some vulnerability in the system that uh, you know, the AI system is not actually understanding that it's a rifle because it doesn't see a turtle like human sea turtle. It just sees pixels. So there's something that's going on that the human eye can't see that it's causing uh, this AI system to actually identify the turtle as a rifle. And the same goes with the image below. There was some adversarial noise that was introduced. So the image up at the top looks like a stop sign to me and it was classified as a stop sign. A little bit of adversarial noise was brought into the image. And so to the human eye, it still looks like a stop sign and it looks pretty close to the image that's above it. 
but it was misidentified and misclassified as a yield sign to the AI system. Now, this can cause a lot of issues, obviously, because if it's an autonomous vehicle and there was a little bit of you know adversarial noise that was brought in that doesn't actually stop at stop signs, but it's rather just yielding, then that can cause traffic accidents and there can be potential injuries or fatalities involved with that. This also is just misclassifying it as a yield sign, but what if it was misclassifying it as a go, you know, sign if it was a traffic light, for example, and it's not stopping when it's supposed to be and causing major major issues. So we really do need to understand the risks that can come into that. And then there's a few additional risks that we need to be mindful of as well. Yeah, so we also have to make sure that we protect our models. So we might say, okay, well, if we protect our training data, we make sure that our, we're protecting the, the real world data, which is actually hard to do, by the way. But yeah. let's just say we try to provide, protect that. We People could actually uh, taint the models themselves. You know, someone could take an older version of a model that maybe had a vulnerability and, uh, you know, maybe you fixed it in a later model, but someone could basically go back and use an older version of the model. Uh, you could have man in the middle attacks where you have somebody who's like, you maybe maybe you're using some third-party model from like some third-party source, like an API or something, but someone could have corrupted that and instead is rerouting your request to something else, you know, some criminal or somebody, you know, you're using some receipt scanning thing and someone's got some scam going on and they, you know, they, 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 they you think you're calling one service, but you're really calling something else. These are actually very uh, traditional or typical cybersecurity issues. These are things that are not even specific to AI, protecting your data, protecting the real world data, protecting against malicious attacks, man in the middle attacks, you know, corruption of all that sort of stuff, you know, and, and even malicious exploitation where people might say there is a model that you're being used, but you use it intentionally in a bad way. Like maybe, maybe you have a chat bot that can approve, um, returns or refunds or something like that. And you just decide, okay, we're going to kind of set it and forget it. But as Kathleen tells you, it's a bad idea. <laughs> you should never set it and forget it. <laughs> but let's just say you got to set it and forget it. You're supposed to take a photo of the damage thing you uploaded to the chat bot. And I guess it, it uses some logic to approve it. And someone's kind of figured out the angle of how to, uh, how to work this system where it's like, maybe you didn't buy anything and you take pictures of broken stuff and you upload it and you get money. In this situation, it's the lack of human supervision is causing the problems. It's, it's, you know, you should assume that like, now these machines are not perfect. These models are not perfect. Even if you can protect your systems, people can still abuse them. So, um, and then you have sort of the, the opposite side where people know that the system is, is working and they want to purposefully uh, corrupt it so that they so that they are they're not they don't want to become a victim of the system. This is becoming the case in facial recognition where people do not want to be facially recognized. They don't want to be you know uh, you know whether it's you know in the airport or any place or you know public place. They don't want to be recognized or you know uh, maybe that maybe this is more of a demonstration like a protest, right? And here in the bottom right, you see these situations like there are activists who are fighting facial recognition systems just by using face paint. You know. They know that these facial recognition systems don't uh, work perfectly. Humans are better than machines still, right? We see faces when we look at this stuff. Computers cannot make sense of these uh, images. And so they're taking advantage of, of that, right? In their case, to protest something. But you can imagine where you're using facial recognition for something and someone is either protesting against it or abusing it. So what you need to do in your ethical and responsible AI framework from a security perspective is how are you going to protect the data that you're using for your training 
for your AI systems or for inference? How are you going to protect that? How are you going to protect even the data engineering pipelines? Those pipelines that take the data from the source, clean it, transform it, do all those things. How are you going to protect that? Someone can come into those systems and do something there to inject some data or mess something up in there. How are you going to protect it? How are you going to make sure that the models that you do build won't be exploited for some unintentional or unauthorized use, right? How are you going to continuously evaluate the models and data for some vulnerabilities? Somebody might have reported a vulnerability in a, in a computer vision model, and you happen to be using that computer vision model. Are you going to stay aware of that? Is someone going to be even paying attention? What are you going to do about that, right? How are you going to prevent your systems from having a single point of failure? So you're like, if you're aware that the model that you're using could potentially be corrupted, bypassed, maliciously used, is that the only way that you're going to get that thing done? Are you going to have a, a backup of any sort, right? Uh, some sort of other alternative, right? And then, of course, um, the last one is like, what's, are we going to impose security requirements for all of our AI projects? And of course, from our partners too, if we're buying AI systems or procuring it for someone else, are we going to impose some security requirements on that? Again, as a framework, we ask these questions, we have them in our framework and we have our requirements. Does it mean we'll get it perfect every single time? No, but at least we're thinking it through and we have this really well-defined framework that will give people the trust that's needed in our AI systems. Well, we hope that you enjoyed that snippet from CPMAI plus E training and certification on areas around AI safety and security. It's really important to make sure that you're addressing this as well as other areas that we will be talking about and have talked about in previous episodes of the Ethical and Responsible AI series. So make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of the additional episodes that we have related to this topic, because we want to make sure that folks really are building ethical and responsible AI systems, that they have the right tools in place, that they're you know building this framework, really thinking things through so that you do not get put on the wrong side of the news where you know, everything starts blowing up, the news starts blowing up with bad things related to your company because you did something that, uh, you know, violated people's trusts and maybe wasn't ethical or built in a responsible way. So it is really important to be educating yourself on this, to learn best practices on what's going on so you can continue to, you know, help your organization move forward um, on the right path. So we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.